The account of Paul's conversion is a story that deserves to be preached every year, whether the specific day itself is observed or not. For here we have in front of us a wondrous miracle above all miracles, as Christ converts and turns around his bitterest enemy. Scripture very plainly articulates that Paul was a bloodthirsty murderer and betrayer of many Christians, and that he had thereby also blasphemed and offended Christ in highest measure. In short and in fact, Paul is the kind of man who is ready to wipe out and bury the whole of Christianity in one fell swoop, had he been able. Why? On what grounds? Nothing other than that he had heard Christians proclaiming that no one could be saved by the law of Moses. Rather, if a person is to be saved, it must come about alone through the crucified Christ. Without him, there was no forgiveness of sins, let alone eternal life. As Paul hears that, how Moses is repudiated as the way to salvation, and how all the prophets had testified to this insufficiency of Moses, Paul had become raving mad with fury. For his concern was for God's word and law. This he wanted to uphold, so that the law sacrifices the temple, and all that God had ordained might continue to be kept and not be thrown out. And for this he was prepared to give his life. After all, how could these things be wrong? since they were given and ordained by God. Paul's only concern is for the law and for divine service at the temple, which God had ordained and commanded. What Paul does is done in ignorance, as he himself states, but I obtain mercy because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. As Paul pursued the matter so earnestly and conceives the idea of suppressing this new sect in other regions beyond Jerusalem, our Lord Jesus has other plans for him and says, Stop! This is a man I want. Whatever he sets his mind to, he does it with determination. And this resolve, which he now manifests in an evil way, I will turn around with my spirit and utilize for a good purpose. Paul, accordingly, became a very excellent preacher, first of all among the Jews, and then after a while, primarily among the Gentiles, whose teacher he boasts of being and whose offspring we must confess we are. For he brought us all by the gospel to Christ. Paul came into the light of the word to baptism to the Holy Spirit through Ananias, who was no more than a finger compared with Paul, like a little candle in comparison with the sun.
From him, this little wooden match, Paul was to take his light. From this little doctor, the famous Dr. Paul, was to hear what he was to do. That is something we must really note well, so that we steam the preaching office as we ought. Paul receives his sight, his insight, and the Holy Spirit through the ministry of Ananias, so that he knows who Christ is, understands the power of baptism, and forthwith emerges as and is a changed man. However, many Christians there were whose blood he has shed, equally as many, yea, many thousand times as many Christians he brought to faith. As a result, the disciples themselves were dumbfounded by the number of them, stating, Think of it. Isn't it a wonder that this man is now preaching? He who destroyed everyone in Jerusalem who called on the name of Christ. And how he enrages the Jews more than the Christians enraged him earlier. This then is the account of Paul's conversion. A truly wonderful story. It demonstrates for us the wondrous working of our Lord God as he conversed this foremost persecutor of Christ and his church. And out of a wolf makes a gentle little lamb for our salvation's sake and consolation, so that we heathen might acquire a truly great master and teacher. Let us thank God for such grace with all our hearts.